Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com. Saturday, June the 12th, a night racing card at Churchill Downs. I believe this is their final edition of the night racing for this meet. And Jim Goodman, alongside the Director of Wagering Development at Keeneland, I'm Tom Leach. Jim, let's jump in with the graded stake that is on the card, the old Forrester Mint Julep on the turf at a mile on the 16th. Phillies and Mayors four and up. I know um, a lot of rain in Kentucky this week means the turf will be likely less than firm, but I imagine they'll do everything they can to keep this one on, and uh, hopefully the weather will be better by the time they get to, to race day on Saturday. So the grade three men's julep is likely to have a big favorite in Juliet Foxtrot coming off that grade one win in Keeneland's Jenny Wiley. Uh, can you beat the big favorite here? Well, I think it gets to be a little bit of a problem if the turf is indeed yielding. And I, I can't imagine that it would be anything other than yielding. We've had uh, two inches of rain the last couple of days and, and uh, as we record this on Thursday, so and rain expected for the next couple of days. So I would imagine it's going to be yielding. She's not only really good on a on a firm course, she's outstanding on a yielding course. Uh, the Jenny Wiley was yielding, and, and she won by two lengths in a front-running fashion. Uh, at Pimlico, she won the Gallerette on a yielding turf course that was very soggy. So that's going to even improve her chances more. So I can't imagine that, that these Phillies and Mares will be able to tackle her if it's a yielding turf course. Um, so when we get to pick four, she's going to be the obvious single for me. Uh, I, I can't past her in a multi-leg wager. Inside the race, I would use a couple horses under her uh, that have run well at Churchill in the past. Indy Woods won an optional $80,000 claimer there on May 14th. And uh, Giroux takes over. Gap Leon went to Juliet Foxtrot. Um, Vespa for Apollo Lobo won at 32-1 at Churchill on April 27th, and I think uh, merits a shot in here. Domingo for Brad Cox, the other Brad Cox, who's going to be a lot better price with Bridge Mahan up, uh, has a shot to get the money. And then the uh, couple outside horses, Crystal Ball for Brissette. And she's on the warpath where Steve Margolis is interesting, uh, stretching out from five and a half furlongs. Got a couple of buyers in the past that would fit with Juliet Foxtrot, especially one at Kentucky Downs, a 95 buyer, I'm sorry, at, at Ellis Park last year on a surf soft turf course so uh, she's going to like the soft going as well so might be an exacta box where she's on the warpath and Juliet Foxtrot if you want to cover yourself but Juliet Foxtrot checks all the boxes here uh, inside, uh, inside speed drawn in the two hole a lot of early speed should be able to control the distance uh, loves a soft turf course and Brad Cox is on fire right now so uh, everything points to Juliet Foxtrot yeah, I can't really argue with, with any of that. Um, I would uh, have mentioned the same horses had I started. Um, so what I'm going to do when it comes to pick four, uh, I'm not going to single her. I'm going to try to take one shot against her uh, in hopes of boosting a pick four payoff if she doesn't win it. And she has had a couple of subpar runs at Churchill Downs. So maybe there will be a little vulnerability on that turf course. I know she's won on it before, but uh, that that's what the only uh, – uh, Slight dent in the army armor I could find for her. Uh, I took a shot with Hindi Woods in here. I'm looking for a horse that's still got upside left, and this horse equaled her best buyer figure in her four-year-old debut. Um, she's had two sharp works off that, has run well at Churchill Downs before, and I think she's the one to take a shot with if you're going to try to uh, beat Juliet Foxtrot. Uh, Vespa was actually the next one I had on my list. Uh, one in the first start for Apollo Lobo in over a year 
uh, for starting over, also over a year. First level allowance, though, is a big step up. Hendy Woods just won a non-winners of three other than. That was basically a, kind of the, the equivalent of a grade three stake. So, and that was off, off a layoff as well. So if she can move forward, and those works suggest she might, then maybe she could uh, upset Juliet Foxtrot. The eighth race starts the late pick four. It's a first-level allowance for three-year-old fillies going seven furlongs. Ended up on code name Kate here, uh, the four-horse. Uh, impressive uh, debut winner over a horse that came back to win next out. And then this horse didn't handle the two two turns, so cuts back to one turn here. Chris Hartman's barn has been on fire at Churchill Downs. And I didn't see a standout here. I'm going to go deep, but I thought uh, I'd take a shot uh, to hopefully catch a little bit of a price. Several others that I like in here and, and uh, probably won't uh, go as, as deep as, uh, as I should. Um, but I'm going to take Joyful Cadence, who barely missed in a grade three at Pimlico last fall. Uh, Mallory, uh, the 11, who caught a couple of good ones in uh, her first two starts against winners. Uh, Lady Frosted. Might be a little light on class, but has looked really good. Has been improved in the last two races, both of which she won for Tom Drury. So she seems to be uh, in good form right now. I'm going to try to ride the wave with that one. Uh, Platinum Sky was third to Australasia for Brad Cox, who came back to win the Jersey Girl Stakes on Sunday up at Belmont. So that was a good field. She was only beaten two and change. And then uh, the other one I'm going to use is Altered Shot for Greg Foley, who had an impressive maiden win in her three-year-old debut. So uh, she jumped up double digits on the buyer scale from two to three. And if she moves forward off that, she could be in the mix. Uh, Didn't take Portilla. I had to stop somewhere. So I took half of the 12-horse field. If I went deeper, I figured I had to use the Jim Goodman rule and take them all. So I didn't want to do that (laughs) for my budget. So I'm going to stop with those six. But how about you in that uh, eighth race? Uh, I'm five deep in the pick four. Uh, my pick was Joyful Cadence, and you mentioned um, the horse almost run won the Miss Preakness, and it, it wasn't last fall. It was May 14th. That's right, so, last, last month. Uh, yeah, coming from a grade three, only got beat by a head to Red Ghost and Euphoric. Uh, John Ortiz is a, is a good trainer, really good with younger horses. Uh, Joyful Cadence is a three-year-old, uh, three-year-old filly, and and. I think has a lot of upside. Only has four um, lifetime starts, and uh, only had a, a bad start on the turfway synthetic uh, at, at first time out, and then after that, 83, 80, 82 buyers. So those three buyers, um, there's something in the buyer speed figure book that calls it a triple fig. That's a triple fig. Uh, no horse in the race has even an 80. So I think Joyful Cadence here is, is, is a strong choice on that angle. A um, couple reasons I used other horses. There are other horses in here that have upside as well. But um, Joyful Cadence has not raced at uh, Churchill Downs. So um, Fabricate has for Ian Wilkes. I'm going to use him. I'm going to use Founders Day for Michael Ewing coming off a, a good effort at Churchill, a good second last time out. I'm um, going to use Codane Kate, your horse. Uh, and I'm only going to use... Uh, her because of Chris Hartman. Chris Hartman and Mitchell Merle are killing it at Churchill. Uh, they won five races in the course of two days last week, and um, so I, I think they're they're hot, and you got to keep them in there. And then the other horse that I was going to use is Lady Frosted for Tom Drury. <clears throat> so same same thoughts that you have, but um, if I wasn't singling um, the two horse in the in the feature, uh, Juliet Foxtrot, 
I might single joyful cadence here, and uh, I might play two tickets because I, I think that she on those speed figures kind of towers over the field if you only look at speed figures. It's a good point on that triple figure buyer uh, angle uh, for joyful cadence in the eighth race to start the pick four. The tenth race on the other side of the features a starter allowance, three year olds and up going a mile and a sixteenth. Uh, where did you land here? This one I didn't have as much. I'm going to break my rule here. I've got four horses out of a seven-horse field. I didn't go all here. Um, and I, I really only like three of them. I added the fourth in just to just to keep from uh, a horse beating me with Chad Brown. I didn't. Winter Pool is, be, is my fourth choice in here simply because um, he came out of a maiden 50 race and just broke his maiden, and he's racing against horses who have multiple wins and who have come out of better races. So I'm going to use him just because of my respect for Chad Brown. But uh, my pick in here is Southern Passage for Corey Lannery and Dale Romans. Uh, dropping out of the mat win. Uh, didn't run bad in there. Got beat five and a half to uh, some nice horses. And um, this is a more realistic uh, spot for him in a $50,000 uh, starter allowance. He's raced the Florida Derby this year. He came back in optional 75. And he fits at this level. And um, and seems to be uh, is going to be the favorite in here. I'm going to also use Handy for uh, Diodoro and Arietta, who's been riding well at Churchill lately, and Diodoro, Diodoro always has them ready. So I'm going to go four deep in here with those four. He's Mr. Tip for Mike Maker and Gaffleon, just because of that connection. So I don't really uh, have a firm opinion in the race, but if I had to pick one to win, it would be Southern Passage for Dale Romans. I ended up going with Mr. Tip on the angle that this horse would two things, has won three times, which is uh, more than the others. And then a uh, recent uh, claim by Maker, and now the horse ran twice on the turf, uh, was then in an off-the-turf race, and now is going on the dirt. And I think the surface switch might um, help a little bit too. So I'm going to take Mr. Tip to win, but I like Southern Passage just on the class angle. Um, and then uh, Cat Sorelli I'm going to use. Um, those are those starter allowance races out at Oakland are usually pretty tough uh, fields, and he is coming out of three of those and ran competitively. So I'm going to include that one as well. I'm going to stop there when we get to the pick four. I did th- think uh, Handy, the six, was a little intriguing. Uh, I left him out of my pick four ticket uh, just to keep the budget down where I wanted it. But uh, that one has improved for Diodoro. And um, – if there's more improvement coming, then that could put Handy right there in the mix. But I think he uh, might be just a little light on the class scale. 11th race is a straight maiden for Phillies and Mayors 3 and up, going the mile distance. I thought uh, Smith's point for Chad Brown looked pretty strong in here. Take a look at Portilla in the 8th race, um, who won in her debut. Uh, and This horse ran third in that race after a bit of a slow start. And so if Portilla runs well, or uh, certainly would win the eighth race. They would uh, certainly elevate the opinion of Smith's Point. But uh, I think this horse uh, is the one in the in the 11th. But uh, Tappet's Ruby I'm going to use as well that beat uh, half the field in the debut for Dallas Stewart. He's not one to crank him up first time out usually. And uh, that horse, as I said, beat half the field. So could it, uh, certainly improve off that. Uh, the four bold tactics is cutting back from longer races for Catalano. And the other one I'm going to use is, uh, I'm not sure how the pronunciation of this is, Symbol Justi uh, for McPeak, uh, just on the turf to dirt angle, which is a good one uh, for him. So I'm going to use four when we get to the pick four. How about you? 
I agree with you on Smith's points. Smith's points, um, uh, last race, she drew all the way outside the nine hole, and she was 15 lengths off at first call and ninth place, and she wound up closing to within two and three quarters. So she made up 12 lengths on the leaders. Now, they ran a 21 and one first quarter and a 45 and two half. Well, you're going to get that here, stretching out to a mile. There are some question marks, and the horse has only been out one time. So I, I think she's got a good shot to win, but I'm also going to use bold tactics for Catalano, cutting back from a mile and 16th, uh, and picking up Le Peru. Um, Tapis Ruby, I didn't use uh, as far as a win pick, but when I get to my pick four, I'm probably going to go um, all in here just to cover myself because I do like four horses. I like Kizzy B, one that you didn't mention for Greg Foley, Smith Point, Bold Tactics, and my fourth horse that I was going to use is Symbol Just D, the uh, McPeak horse. So I'm going to go four deep here out of eight, not using the entry. So uh, I could I could cheat and say I'm only going to go four, but I had enough money to budget, so I'm going to take all when we get to pick four. Well, we are at the pick four, so what's your ticket look like? Okay. So I'm going to give you two tickets. And the first ticket's an $80 ticket, and it is going deep in the first leg with a four, six, eight, nine, and 10, with Joyful Cadence being my top pick in there. Juliet Foxtrot, the two, is the single in the um, Old Forester Mint Julep. Then in the 10th race, I went two, three, four, six, and then all in the last for an $80 ticket. But I'm going to give you an alternative. As I've talked about uh, Joyful Cadence in that first race, I really like this horse. And I, I think if she runs her race, they're not going to beat her. So I would also do an alternate ticket with 10, with two, with all, all, and that's only a $28 ticket. There's only 56 combinations in the last two races. So that's a $28 ticket, uh, and you'd be a guaranteed winner after two legs. So if you want to only spend 28 go 10 with two, all, all. you got a bigger budget, and you don't feel that good about the 10 horse in the first leg, you can do my $80 ticket. Yeah, it's an interesting angle because uh, I'm – I'm playing a $72 ticket, and I'm a little leery of, of spending that much because I I don't think this is going to be a, a, a big payoff pick four. Um, but here we go. I'm going to go six deep in the first leg, two, four, nine, 10, 11, 12, hopefully catch price, three and two in the mint julep, two, four, seven in the 10th, and one, three, four, five in the 11th for a $72 ticket. Uh, you can sort of cut that in half if you uh, believe strongly in Juliet Foxtrot, just single her and hope to catch price somewhere else. Uh, could certainly understand that strategy for <clears throat> budgetary reasons, but I'm going to use Henry Woods in the mint julep as well and try to uh, beat the favorite and kick this pick four up a little bit. Best of luck with your plays on the Saturday night card. Great racing during the day on Saturday at uh, Belmont Park and elsewhere. So keep your Keelan Select account uh, full up. Hopefully it's... Uh, Got replenished during Belmont weekend and all those great races. But if you got tapped out, uh, reload for this weekend so you can get it back. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.